When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. feels good oh that feels so why does that feel so good it feels so good i know it can't sound good i know it doesn't sound good but it feels good and i'm okay doing it as long as it makes me feel good that's fine that's okay i got out of my seat oh fuck my god this is tingling holy cow that feels good you have to try this if wait until no one's at home everybody's out of the house get them out of the house Put on some Pink Floyd, right? Comfortably numb. Just get get it out there. Get sing the sing the guitar. Sing it. It feels so good. Uh, we are coming to you minutes after the trade deadline was over. I I couldn't do a waiver wired show and then have some huge bit of news drop and then suddenly there's a brand new guy at the top of the waiver wire list. No, no. Attention to detail here. Come on now. So the number one guy to get this week shocked me. Because, you know, I look up, I go to Sleeper. And by the way, Sleeper, incredible. They have a brand new game. I just They just did this. They just, middle of the season, dropped a brand new paid game. Brand new money game. It's called Daily Drafts. Where you just join these eight-man leagues. Quick and easy drafts. Boom, boom, boom. It's a dollar. Just do quick dollar snake drafts during the season. Anytime. Just weekly weekly games. But if you love your team, if you really love your team, you can put in more money and join one of these escalator tournaments where then you're up against you know seven other people that also love their team a lot. So it's like super team against super team. And then if you put in 25 extra dollars, then you, you're 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 playing for 110 bucks to the winner that week. I love it. I love the idea. I love just this, this creativity. And then now, you know, I'm on Slaper and I'm like, okay, well, let me let, let me let me do the over-unders. Okay, let me let me let me do the daily drafts. That's cool. That's really cool. So you get on Slaper, you hit the dollar sign above your roster, and then you put in the promo code Underworld, and that gets you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Promo code Underworld on Slaper. Check out their new daily draft game. It just came out. Just came out. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing about it. If so, check it out. And I'm looking at the percentage ownerships, the rostered percentages, and I'm I can't believe it. I can't. I had to. I had to. Excuse me. It's, it's so many people just have their nose 
like in the box score, right? They're just their noses are in the box score, and not even that. Like worse than that, their noses are in like the total fantasy points for the year or the fantasy points last week. Advanced usage smooshage, right? Isaiah Pacheco available. He's available in sixty percent of leagues. Pacheco. In case you've been living on another planet and you just landed, congratulations on a on a on a uh, quality landing where no one hopefully was hurt uh, coming from outer space. That's always a challenge. Pacheco is the starter. Pacheco was named. They went out of their way in Kansas City to name Pacheco the starter. Like that. What was the upside of doing? That? Ask yourself why do that? Who does it benefit? It demoralizes Clyde Edward Solaire, right? He's been living this whole Truman Show existence where they're, they're just like, you know, psh, uh, <laughs> you know damn, why'd I fuck it up? Why can't I stop it? Stop laughing. Like, psh, cue the sprinkler head. Psh, like, trip the linebacker, psh, right? One on the one yard, like, bring in Edward Solaire. Like, it's like, it has to end. Like, his hilarious run of touchdowns has to end. But guess what happens? See, mm, what happens when Edward Solaire's touchdown run ends? Anyone know in the chat? Anyone have any idea what happens when the uh, Edward Solaire touchdown run ends? Yeah, anyone, uh, anyone, anyone figure it out? Anyone? Oh, yeah. Uh, Pacheco gets those touchdowns. That's what happens. Pacheco, right? Pacheco after a bye week. Like, we thought maybe it would be Pacheco... After the bye week, right? They have two weeks to plan, and they've got everything organized, and they they can sit down. They have a, they have a week off. They could have a conversation with Clyde edwards Solaire. No, no, no. They 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 named Pacheco the start of the week before the bye week. Okay, so this is a very exciting time. Like I'm all in on Chiefs. Like who's number one in the waiver wire? He's probably a Chief. We'll get to that in the wide receiver section in a little bit, but. Uh, also a chief. Also a chief. Like, it's it's just funny. Like, I see this one Chiefs wide receiver who's just down in the bin. I see, I you know, I read a lot of waiver wire pieces just to make sure that I'm taking the temperature of the industry and I know what's going on and I'm not missing anything. And it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's just in with the other guys. Not really a priority. Just a guy that you maybe has some upside week to week. Big Maybe boom week. Maybe not. And I'm like, oh, what? I want him bad. I don't know why you're, he's just mixed in with everybody else. Also, this was predictable. Rashad White's been dropped. Rashad White's been dropped in a lot of places. The Buccaneers' offense is imploding, and he's part of that collateral damage, getting dropped everywhere. So my recommendation is uh, pick him up. Yeah, pick him up. All-purpose skill set with size on a uh, not a high-octane offense. Uh, it's definitely leaded gasoline they're putting in this vehicle, but I would say it's still fast-paced. It's still fast, right? It's like one of these muscle cars. Like, the Buccaneers' offense went from a sports car, right, where it was just finely tuned machine. Now it's like a muscle car, where they're getting there sometimes, not all the time, and not safely, but there's still horsepower there. They're still playing fast, they're still throwing a lot. They're still doing the things you want them to do. It's just they're not executing. They're dropping footballs. It's it's gross. Mike Evans has been an abomination. 
really. He's been embarrassing. Mike Evans has been embarrassing. What he could have been doing, like, imagine Mike Evans with great hands and fearless. Imagine what I mean, he would he would be having a giant season. Huge. So would Brady. Brady has to be infuriated. Like, it's not Chris Godwin's fault. Chris Godwin shouldn't even be playing. He should, at this point, most normal humans would be just getting back up and running. Just, just getting a feel for playing again. And then they would entertain the notion of coming off the IR and having that 21-day window and getting back into football shape and everything. Where Chris Godwin's like, I've been back from the beginning. Yeah, I did myself a big disservice, and I injured myself in the process. I pushed it too hard, but I'm just made of something different. Chris Godwin certainly made us something different than Mike Evans, I can tell you that. Jalen Warren is available in a lot of leagues. He's now outproducing Najee Harris on the ground. That's not something anyone expected. Imagine thinking that. First round pick, Najee Harris. We're vindicated, right? Having Travis Etienne ranked ahead of Najee Harris in Dynasty for so long. Vindication, right? Feel good about that. I mean, there was a time when Harris moved ahead, when Harris was super productive and... ETN had a devastating foot injury, but uh, during the pre-draft process, after the draft, we're like, ah, ETN is the type of running back that actually can win you leagues, and that's looking prescient. So I, I like Warren and White. These are priority ads because they are priority handcuffs. Pacheco is not a handcuff. Pacheco is a starter on the Chiefs. <laughs> you just have to keep coming back to that. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is interesting, but I think that I would rather have Kenyon Drake. I don't think Gus Edwards is going to play. He has the hamstring injury and aging players, especially coming off a knee injury, now with the hamstring injury. It's a multi-week injury for Gus Edwards. Luckily, they have the bye next week, but in week nine, he ain't playing. Like I could, like, Can we run that news? Can we just run that news on Player Profile on the Twitter account? Gus Edwards ain't playing. Right? Ain't playing. That's the wording I want. Ain't playing. Okay? So that means Kenyon Drake. That also means Justice Hill. So don't forget about Justice Hill. Justice Hill's not dead yet. I still believe in Justice Hill. He still has the skill set I prefer over Kenyon Drake. He's better at catching passes. And Lamar Jackson's still vulturing touchdowns. So I'm not getting overly excited about Kenyon Drake. Nor am I getting overly excited about Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds has thankfully been given a second life. They hit the reset button. Denver's paying some of his salary, so they must like him, right? They're going to be paying him more than they're paying Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray, but let's wait. You can wait. You don't have to run and pick him up. You can wait, or you can just dabble on him if you want. I want to wait and see if he seizes that satellite back plus role. I want to see him get, let's say, 35% of the carries, 60, 65, 70% of the running back targets. That would be nice. That would be really nice. And then, then ideally, they just release Melvin Gordon. They just, bye bye right? But the problem is they also lost Mike Boone. They did this move because they lost Mike Boone. My worry is that he's coming in to take the Mike Boone role. That's not that interesting. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I also want to see Russell Wilson be more efficient. There needs to be some fantasy points scored in this offense. We'll talk about the trades that happened and didn't happen on deadline day today, tomorrow. Okay? Does that make sense? Does that make sense how I said that? Does that make sense? Does it? Doesn't sound like it makes sense to me. When I said it didn't make any sense. In my monologue 
for the podcast, the Mind of Mansion podcast, I will lay all of this out. I will spend 10, 20 minutes laying out Chase Claypool, James Cook, Naheem Hines, Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt, the guys that got traded, the guys that got relegated, the guys that didn't get traded. Chase Edmonds, traded, hey! Where'd he go? Denver, oh. Jerry Judy, not traded, oh, really? Oh, should have gone to Green Bay. Green Bay didn't acquire any wide receivers. Green Bay didn't acquire Chase Claypool. I guess the NFC North, not Packers, thinking that Claypool would end up on the Vikings because they kind of also needed a tight end. So it was more of a, it was a, it was a shot at Claypool that he is better suited at tight end. He's essentially a, a replacement, a better version of Irv Smith, but he went to the bears instead. So almost a win. So close. Oh man. The process like, right. Process. Good. Can't quite get the exact guess. Right. Oh, damn it. But he's dead. Yeah, Claypool's dead, long dead. This also helps to deaden Cole Komet. He's more dead than he's ever been. Everybody on the Bears is now worse. Mooney's, everybody's worse. It's it's totally bad. Equinemius St. Brown's like, what the hell are you, what? We're trading defensive pieces for a wide receiver? This is weird. Oh, he's on a rookie deal. For now. So is TJ Hawkinson. But he's going to want an extension in the offseason, and the Lions knew that. They, they, they were getting calls from his agent. Hey, let's schedule a call to talk about uh, TJ Hawkinson's extension. And they were like, yeah, we'll get right back to you. Uh, anybody? Uh, Hawkinson's available. Just a salary dump. That's all it is. They weren't going to re-sign him. So they got a second-round pick out of it. Bravo. Bravo. Lions are back. Lions are back. Brad Holmes, another, another savvy move. Seen around corners, but... Great for great for both teams. Vikings are going for it. They're like, we're the second best team in the conference right now behind the Eagles. Maybe, maybe third. Now the Dak is destroying for the Cowboys. But hey, we're the we're either the third or fourth best team. Maybe the 49ers. Okay, maybe the fifth. I don't know. They're decent. They're pretty good. They need to take they need to take this season seriously. They have Kirk Cousins at quarterback. They need to go for it. So they're going for it. I agree with the move. I agree with the move. Great, great trade for both teams. I just told you I wouldn't talk about this. I was going to devote an entire podcast monologue to this, and now we're wasting precious waiver wire time on trade talk. Damn it. I do this every time. I can't ever keep it together, man. I can't keep it together. I got to stick to the plan. Shit. The reason why I wanted to bring this up beyond Chase Edmonds is that Naheem Hines getting traded matters for Deion Jackson. So it, just to recall, Deion Jackson, 90th percentile speed score. He's 220 pounds, and he's slick in the passing game. And by slick in the passing game, I mean the guy has a 10-catch a game, okay? A 10-catch game where he was operating as the satellite back. And Philip Lindsay was the grinder back. Philip Lindsay's not really built to be a grinder back, so that 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 was good that they decided. Okay, let's that's that was weird. Let's not do that again. We have Jonathan Taylor back. Great. Now without Hines there though, ooh, Taylor for misses a game in the future. Oh my God! Right. The problem is we also need Michael Pittman and 
Paris Campbell not traded? Why wasn't Paris? If you're going to trade Naheem Hines, you're not trading Paris Campbell. I would think that there would have been a, a, a greater demand for a wide receiver like Paris Campbell than for Naheem Hines. I can't figure out the NFL. I can't. I can't guess right. I can't. I didn't. I actually. I didn't know why the Broncos would trade Jerry Judy. That one never. Those rumors didn't make sense to me because like they're they're still in contention. They're three and five. And there's a clear path to make the playoffs. I don't think they're trading Jerry Judy, especially now that he's producing and he's been established himself as the clear number one. That doesn't make sense. They're not going to trade Judy. I knew Claypool was going to get traded. That one was the most obvious. Judy, I didn't understand. I understood why you would trade Brandon Cooks. I was shocked. Brandon Cooks to the Packers was like the easiest done deal. Why not deal ever? That didn't happen. My dream... I can't believe I'm doing trade talk! Stop it! Knock it off! Antonio Gibson to the to the Bills would have been even so much better than Naheem Hines. That's really what I wanted to say, okay? And Deion Jackson, he's the sneaky ad. He There's always a sneaky ad of the week. He's the sneaky ad of the week. Oh, big time. Big time. So many people are going to be on Kenyon Drake. They're going to do the math. Oh, wait a second. Ravens are buyers coming up. No way. Mark Andrews is going to play week nine. No way. Gus Edwards is going to play week nine. They get two weeks off with the bye week. Do the math. Think it through. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the clear and obvious move. Kenyon Drake starting this week. Isaiah likely starting this week. Other than Isaiah Pacheco and a wide receiver we will talk about later in the show. I got to think that Isaiah Likely is the next most exciting pickup. I mean, booyah. Let's go. I mean, we a lot of us need streaming tight end help. It's been Hayden Hurst. Oh, it didn't work out this week with Hayden Hurst. You know, it's been random assortments of streaming guys. You know, I have a lot of Goddard, thank God. But uh, outside of Goddard, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking what Ertz has given me, right? Taking what Goddard's given me in these leagues. Great, fine. But in some of these other leagues where it had Njoku, it's a struggle, right? It's a struggle. So it likely will be nice. I'm going to be bidding uh, on those all those Njoku teams that have the the, the Hursts and the, the Fants. I'm going to be uh, going in on likely. If not likely, Jawan Johnson. I like Jawan Johnson. That's going to be a shootout. I'm, I'm chasing the shootout against Baltimore. Likely and Johnson on both sides. You could look up and Johnson outproduces likely. That's likely. What a dad I am. Such a dad. I just the feedback from uh the show last week, it, it was funny that uh oh we didn't go live on TikTok. What happened? Oh man, I keep forgetting to go live on TikTok. We should just do a new show. I'll do a new I'll do a brand new show for TikTok. How about that? I don't know. Should we go live on yes, we should. We should uh no, we're not gonna fuck TikTok. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Sorry, everybody on TikTok that wasn't on TikTok is actually on YouTube right now, not on TikTok. I'll remember at some point to go live. Maybe I'll do, you know what I'll do? I'll do a special TikTok show after this show that's just rapid fire everything. Because this audience, the YouTube audience, you get me, right? The Twitter audience, you get me. You want to hear all these digressions. The TikTok audience, they don't care. They need rapid fire. They just want the answers. These guys are assholes. And I, I still think Noah Fant's a strong play this week. I know he's not necessarily consistently producing, but he's going to be very inconsistent. And when the matchup's right, like against Arizona, 
that's when you can play fan. So those are my streamers this week. Love that likely Juwan Johnson matchup. And then also Noah Fant. Kyron Williams is going to be back soon. Now, the Cam Akers non-trade really nukes the whole Kyron Williams case, but he's still interesting. Darrell Henderson is not right. Cam Akers is not right. One, I think, is physical. One is more emotional, psychological, right? There's just something not aligning with the goals and the work ethic and the expectations between Sean McVay and Cam Akers, uh, but they didn't trade him. They're going to have to play him. What are they going to do? Are they going to cut him? Is he Darius Geis? No, he's not Darius Geis. It's not like there's these huge behavioral issues off the field where the police are involved. It's just that they're not getting along. My guess is that he doesn't exactly focus on all the details that McVay wants him to focus on. Kyron Williams is focusing on those details. Henderson is focusing on those details. But I wouldn't be surprised if in the second half, they just, they relent and say, you know what? Just be Cam. Do do you, right? Like Cam Newton, right? He's the Cam Newton of running backs. Just do you, Cam. Whatever, right? You want to choose not to stretch with the team and walk around messing up guys' hair. Okay. Wh whatever. To just fuck it. Just play i don't know they might say it just god damn it just play cam acres just play that's really what they should do just forget it just say you know what play so i think that could be the case that we could see like top 20 running back cam acres the rest of the way for the rams it sucks i know that it's annoying i get it so if you were stashing kyron williams i think you still keep stashing him see what his role is when he comes back and then you can move on if, if you don't like it. Ronnie Rivers also. Ronnie Rivers, it's just annoying. It, this is so annoying that they're holding on to Cam Akers as an inactive. It's so it's because Ronnie Rivers is a glorious player. He's best comparable to Kenny Gainwell. He's got 67th percentile on the nose, burst and agility. He's got like a 40 plus catch season on his college resume. Big dominator rating when he was in college. I like him. Ran a four five seven at his pro day. It's like average speed. He's a nice player. He's a nice player. He's more athletic than Kyron Williams, but he's undrafted, so he's not going to get like the same level of opportunity that Kyron. Of course, of course not. But I love players like Ronnie Rivers. I love a Ronnie Rivers. And now with Cam Akers still on the roster, it's like, God damn it, people! What about Ronnie? What about Ronnie? I'm still stashing him. I don't care. This is such a chaotic backfield. It's so much chaos. You keep Kyron Williams stash. Keep Ronnie Rivers stash. Fuck it. I'm not dropping him. They figure something out. Rams got to figure something out. Their offense, they could figure stuff out. I still think I'd rather stash like a Zemir White. I'd rather stash the actual player, Kenny Gainwell. I'd probably rather stash even Samaje Pirine. But if all those guys are already stashed, then it gets pretty shallow pretty quickly. It's pretty thin. Probably have to go with Ronnie Rivers. And then Justice Hill. Justice Hill too. Yeah. Justice Hill or Ronnie Rivers in the chat. What would you what would you do? What would you this is that's a tough question, right? Justice Hill or Ronnie Rivers? I'm gonna go Justice Hill. 
because there's less competition for touches in Baltimore. And Justice Hill has had a more consistent role when he's been healthy this season, commanding at 40-plus percent of the snaps, getting the passing down work, where Ronnie Rivers was a little more of a, a moment-in-time player. But I think it's close. I think it's close. I'm going to go, you know, look at this. Look at this. We got one guy going Rivers, another guy going going Hill, another guy going Rivers, another guy going Hill in the chat. Perfect. I knew it. I knew this would happen. There's another one. There's another one for Ronnie Rivers. Oh, it's so close. Of course. They're both good. They're very similar players. Justice Hill, a little more explosive and a little less competition for touches. But I know that you guys want the new, new thing. Ronnie Rivers has, has a little more of a fresh, like, new car smell, right? So, Ronnie Rivers' new car There's another one for Hill. Look at this. Oh, this is happening. Look at this. Do you think that's... I don't want to... See, that's the thing. When we do the names of the podcasts, I don't want to say Ronnie Rivers' new car smell because he's too fringe. But what we'll do is... What we'll do is we'll put, like, Pacheco in there because I'm so in on Pacheco... We'll do Pacheco new car smell. That'll be that's see that's the formula for the the podcast name. Just so everybody knows. Now it's now it's over. Oh, here comes a, there's another one for Rivers. It's like look at this. Another one for Hill. It just keeps ding dong ding dong ding dong back and forth. I love that everyone has an opinion about this. These guys seem so fringe, but that's this show. It's a deep league show. It's what it is. Another one for Rivers. No, another one for Hill. Chad Skaggs loves Hill. I kind of think Hill's the way to go. Yeah, Harry Snowman says Pacheco is a sports car with a brand new car smell. I know that, but Harry, uh, Snowman, that's too wordy, okay? You can't, that's, it has to be the name of the player and then two or three words. Usually two words. Three words is like pushing it. New car smell is pushing it. Only because it's a really well-known phrase, new car smell, are we even going to go with that? Right. But you're asking me to string together like 10 words. That's never going to happen ever. That's 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 a mouthful. Harry Snowman, by the way, Harry Snowman, his time is is, is coming. Right. Winter is here. November one. Harry Snowman's like, finally, this summer sucks. All right. Oh, wide receivers. The answer you've all been waiting for. The most obvious answer in the history of teasing a player before a waiver wire topic. Another one for Rivers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is about to go nuclear against Tennessee, and he's the, the clear number two. Hardman is in that gadget number three role, right? He's in that sort of specialist, weird play. I don't know what that is. I think that is a gadget flanker role. He's in the gadget flanker role, and Valdez-Scantling is in the more traditional flanker role, so they're really they don't have an X. That's the thing. They have no X. The only X they ever play is actually when when Kelsey's out wide on the left-hand side, then he's an X. But otherwise, they don't have an X. They got two two Zs and a slot receiver. So it's a it's a it's a ZYZ formation, really is what it is. And you have MVS in the traditional Z, and then you've got Hardman in the gadget Z. And in the traditional Z receiver role, that's the Tyreek Hill role. That's what you want, man. That's a, that's the double move role. That's the big boom week. That's where you get four catches for 100-plus yards and two touchdowns. Just didn't get the touchdowns. 
a couple weeks ago. Then there's been the bye week. People forget about MVS. And then you look up and they go, oh, my God, this Tennessee matchup is, is insane. And I was talking to Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros on the podcast. I said, just just for, you know, just just for the record, will you give us an answer? Would you take Pittman or MVS this week? Who are you starting? And he hemmed and he hawed. He's like, oh, my God, Pittman. I love him. He's so good. He's like, I got to go MVS. And I'm like, that's right. Think about it. Think about it. You're going to go MVS there. So MVS should be the priority on the waiver wire then. How can it be anybody else? How can it be Palmer? How can it be Rondale Moore? It's got to be MVS. Now, Josh Palmer was a priority pre-bi-week stash last week. So you all already have him, right? So you could just go back to last week's show and replay the Josh Palmer advice. And we do the, the fab guidance. We give the specific percentages that you should be bidding on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podfather. You could go see, hey, last week, Palmer, you could bid a little bit less on him because he was going into a bye week. Now you got to bid like 10% to get Palmer, but he's still a priority. He was a priority last week. He was a priority this week. I know Keenan Allen missed Monday, but I think he's going to play. I got to think he's going to. If I had to guess, I would say Keenan Allen's going to play. Mike Williams will not play. And that means that Josh Palmer is going to be starting. If Keenan Allen doesn't play, I mean, Keenan Allen could easily have some kind of setback. Maybe he already did have a setback. We haven't we'll hear about it for another day or two. Oof. This is, if he's the number one receiver. Wow. Now, I'm not falling over myself to get Josh Palmer because you know what's going to happen. DeAndre Carter is going to get the targets. You know how it works. It's so confusing. You, you, can, never, you can never really know whether this is the week that Mike Williams goes off. Or he has you know, two for 19. You, you never really know. So it feels like a Palmer week, but then they'll, they'll, they'll zig. And then, it'll, oh, now it's a, now that's why I also think you should, you should stash Carter. You stash Carter because he's very playable. If Allen misses, you're playing Carter in a lot of leagues. Deep leagues with bye weeks, start three receivers, multiple flex positions. Some of these are 14 teamers. I'm picking up Carter in these leagues. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same principle we're talking about with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Who would you actually play, you know, when you're making lineup decisions? When you're looking at our projections on playerprofile.com, we have the weekly projections. We, we publish them right there. They're downloadable, courtesy of Dario Offstein. He's been absolutely destroying it this year with the projections. I mean, come on, man. Come on. And he and I are already talking. Like, every week we talk a little bit more about, you know, what we should be doing with these games because we have the, the game stack show with Roto Grinders. And, you know, Thursday Night Football is coming up, and Underdog has the pickums, and you want to correlate the pickums. So this is maybe the easiest game I've ever seen to correlate, where you just bet on everything going under. It's at Houston, so they'll be able to do something, but not enough. How is it a, a an injured Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks going to get any kind of space to operate against this Eagles defense and their secondary in particular. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They could score less than 10 points. And you could see the Eagles on a short week letting the Texans drag this game into the mud. It's a 45-point total. I think it's going to go under that. It's supposed to be a blowout. It's supposed to be a road blowout, and you never love that. You ever see a road team getting 13.5 points, you go bet on the home team every time. A road dog getting 13 and a half points on principle, you just take always and forever 
you take the home dog there. And then when you actually play it out, what is the scenario where the home dog wins there? It's a low-scoring game. But who is going to go off in this game, most likely? Miles Sanders. So if I'm stacking like five underdog pickums, promo code UNDERWORLD, you get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 on underdog. So you put in 100, you get 100. That's what a 100% instant deposit match means. And you do the pickums, you pick five, and and they it also underdog is amazing in that if you also play in their battle royale, your pick fives pay out at 100x, and they have pick'em insurance, so you can say, well, if I get four out of five, I I still make money. So, yeah, underdog is amazing. Promo code underworld. You'd go over on Sanders and under everybody else, like under Hertz, under Brown, under Smith, under Cooks, under Mills. You just go under everybody but over Sanders. That's how you would correlate that game. Like Panthers-Bengals, okay? You see Chidobia Wuze's out, okay? So the, how much are they going to factor that in? Wuze's been a top 10 corner this year by a number of our advanced metrics on playerprofiler.com, like coverage rating. Well, that means that Moore and Terrace Marshall could go over. That T. Higgins and Joe Burrow could go over. And it's a home game for the Bengals. Maybe Mixon goes over, but you take the the, the Dante Foreman under, knowing that okay, Hubbard might come back. It's a road game. They'll be facing negative game scripts. So you can bet on a nice little shootout, right? You see that the Bengals are one of those teams we love to play in DFS because they've got a high-powered offense, even without Jamar Chase. Still, I would consider it high-powered. And their defense has been severely degraded, so their offense is much better than their defense, which is going to allow the Bengals to get towed behind the Bengals' offense. The Panthers' offense will get towed behind the Bengals' offense. And then that could help Marshall and Moore get there with Higgins and Boyd potentially getting there and Burrow getting there, where really the one guy that you would go under on would be Foreman. It would be the opposite of Eagles-Texans. You just go under Foreman, you go over the receivers and the quarterbacks, and do the exact opposite on Eagles-Texans. Underdog, promo code UNDERWORLD, and just check out their pickums. Go ahead and get in the Battle Royale. You qualify for the 100x payout, and they have pick'em insurance. It's just, this is, this is underdog. They're always innovating. After Marquez Valdez-Scantling... For the rest of the season, and because he's just a better player, I would rather have Rondale Moore than Josh uh, Palmer. I think so. Yes. I mean, if I really need a win this week, then I would prioritize Palmer if I'm desperate for a win this week. And I have buys. And, you know, as if I think that I'm in a pretty comfortable spot, I'm going to prioritize Rondale Moore. I think he has more longevity. I think he's a better player. Josh Palmer is average across the board. He's just in a great spot. That's why his best metric is routes run. Whenever your best metric on player profiler is routes run, that's where you rank the highest, you're in trouble. He's the definition of average. He's average across all the metrics. He's ranked like 47th out of 95. And he has average size and average athleticism. He's an average player. Third round pick. It's just like the quintessential like center of the Venn diagram wide receiver. Rondale Moore has special athletic qualities, special speed, Special tackle-breaking ability, so low to the ground. But I like Donovan Peoples-Jones better than all these guys. I like. I want Donovan Peoples-Jones. I want the guys with the hyphens. It's a big hyphen week on the on the waiver wire. You get Valdez-Scantling, you get Peoples-Jones. Peoples-Jones, you're going to take advantage of the Josh Palmer, 
bye week scenario like you had last week with Donovan Peoples-Jones heading into the bye week, you don't you don't have to pay as much, right? The bidding can go down, even though he was even more efficient this week than he was last week. He's headed into a bye week. If he's on the waiver wire this week, he's probably going to stay on the waiver wire. So just dabble, get him stashed now. He has been super efficient, especially given his Jacoby Brissett under center. It's going to be Watson soon, and just get ready. He's so tantalizingly close to going nuclear. He's getting the target depth. He's giving you yards. Just the touchdowns aren't there. It's like one more deep target with a touchdown, and everyone's like, oh, well, well, that's interesting. But he hasn't done that yet. He's not really getting anyone's getting anyone's attention yet. My attention, because I look at the advanced picture, I see into the future. I know what's undergirding the box score. So, of course, he gets my attention. He's had my attention for weeks and weeks. Terrace Marshall is the first one on the bus. Now we're starting to see some people getting on. Like, yeah, this is interesting. Where's this bus going? Eh, not sure. Pretty nice, though. Yeah. Athletic, starting, get, running all the routes. Now it's a, suddenly a DGAF offense. They're unlocking it. They've got, they've got a, a, a spicy quarterback. Interesting. Not a guy that I'm confident at all because this is an offense that really can support one receiver week in, week out, and that's DJ Moore. But they lost not only Robbie Anderson, but also Christian McCaffrey. They pulled a lot of targets out of that offense into the void steps. Terrace Marshall, he was getting the targets. They were not that accurate. That's going to be the problem all year. So I'm not getting my hopes all the way up. I'm a little more excited in Dynasty, but he's certainly now on the, the seasonal league radar. Like, I would rather have Terrace Marshall than, let's say, Jahan Dotson. Right? John Dotson's got more target competition, and he's not as athletic, and he's going to be more of an inside receiver. Matt Collins, similar role, not the athlete that Terrace Marshall is. The one guy that is potentially more interesting is Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir is the ultimate handcuff wide receiver. Gabe Davis gets hurt. I mean, I'm not even going to entertain the notion of Stephon Diggs missing games, but Gabe Davis misses games. Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at some point, if you just have to say, hey, yeah, I'm not, I can't stash every running back, right? I've got Warren and I've got Pacheco and I've got Zamir White. Yeah, I think I'm good, Podfather. I think I have enough running back stashes. I got to stash a, a receiver. If you don't need to start him, if, if it's not a Josh Palmer situation, it is a pure bench stash. Khalil Shakir has more upside than almost anybody. I think. It's clearly Donovan Peoples-Jones because he's in that Marquez Valdez-Scantling role, but when Watson gets back, he's going to be a more featured option because he's bigger, faster, stronger, better than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He can just do more than a given target. So if I have to decide between the hyphens, longer term, for the rest of the season, I want Peoples-Jones. For this week, oh, MBS, oh, yes. And for pure stashes, Shakir, Jamison Williams, Odell Beckham, these are still stash candidates. Christian Watson, I'm still stashing him. I believe, fundamentally, he is better than Romeo Dobbs. We'll see how it plays out, right? We'll see if it plays out. I've been uh, right as rain so many times, right? These small samples, these, these one-month wonders, they don't bother me a bit. They don't bother me. Taking no L's on Dobbs, just wait. Just wait. DeAndre Carter, though. DeAndre Carter, and I'm going to... 
Khalif Raymond, we talk about Stash and Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond's now, they've lost more target competition. Now no more Hawkinson. That's good for Raymond. Don't forget about DeAndre Carter. Don't forget about Khalif Raymond. These guys have serious athleticism, and they're in these up-tempo offenses that we like. At quarterback, shocking. Okay, so shocked Pacheco is as under-owned as he is. Shocked that Rashad White's is under-rostered as he is. Shocked about Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Shocked about Peoples-Jones. I'm not shocked about Peoples-Jones. I'm really not. No, I'm not. I'm shocked about Justin Fields. That he's still not yet rostered in 50% of leagues is just crazy. It's a tricky thing, though. I don't blame you. If you were streaming him for a couple weeks and you decided, you know what, I'm going to pivot off him against Dallas, let him crater against Dallas, and I'll get right back on the on the Justin Fields uh, streaming plan, and then he does really well against Dallas's defense, against that front seven. He's running for 80 yards and a touchdown. He's an efficient thrower. You're like, oh, my God, whoops. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Does, who'd, you, who'd, you, who'd you drop in to pick up? Dalton, right? Probably not a good idea. Probably a bad idea. Because after him now, I mean, it's getting, it's getting rough. What, Marcus Mariota every week, right? Marcus Mariota is always an option because he's got the 60 yards and a touchdown on, on the ground as, as a possibility. Then you're down to what, P.J. Walker? Because you want the Russian quarterback, ideally. P.J. Walker, he's just... He, no, he's not efficient. Hope he scrambles. Hope he g- gives you, you know, 25 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He does have more in Marshall. So I think that, I think it's interesting. I'm interested. I'm interested in P.J. Walker because of the weaponry. Because if, if he could just not dump it off to running backs, right? And if he does jump it off to like Chuba Hubbard, probably could get some, get some nice yak out of that. But you got big time yak ability from LaVisca Chenault underneath in that uh, it's more of a gadget y role and then he's got marshall at x he's got uh, dj moore at z i love dj moore at z dj moore as a volume z is so great so almost have dj more like a, a tyreek hill role why not why not you look up and you're like yeah dj moore 47 yard reception yes please this is god damn it yes and then you also saw Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. That's interesting, right? Again, we'll talk about that on the monologue, the podcast monologue. We will talk about it, but uh, that's intriguing. And I just think back to the 2018 draft, Calvin Ridley versus DJ Moore, and just another one of those examples where for years, for years, they were victory lapping on my head, right? Oh, oh, Ridley over Moore. And then I'm looking up going, no. No, I'm feeling, feeling fine. No else. Thank you very much. DJ Moore is awesome. And the Podfather wins again.
I know it doesn't sound good, but it feels good.